very warm welcome to you. This is the international service of Adventist World Radio in English from Pune. Today in our broadcast, we bring music from family, reunion concert and heritage singers. We bring a feature on education, also followed by a nature study. We have a message from the Word of God on the topic, Better Than Jonas's. I'm Natasha. And I'm Sharad. And you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. You'll be presented with a song by Family Reunion Concert entitled Everlasting Peace. Oh 
You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope for all. We are happy Anupam could be with us to share a feature on education. One factor in your child's life that goes strictly by chronological age is the pattern of education laid down by the powers that be who decides. At the top of the tree is the Secretary of State for Education and Science who heads the department of the same name. Laws on education passed by Parliament must be obeyed throughout the land. But the Department of Education, DES, farms out its job of running education to local education authorities who under the Chief Education Officer and his staff see to the smooth running of schooling in your area. Just what particular pattern of schooling is adopted is decided by a committee and subcommittees of councillors who make up your local education committees. So if you aren't happy about the pattern of education in your area, get in touch with your committees or some councillor you know who serves on them. But you are more likely to be concerned with queries about the actual running of the system and snags or hitches you may have come across in the case of your child. In this case, get in touch with your education officer. Middle schools. For the past 12 years or so, some counties in England have opted for middle schools and there is a fair sprinkling of these from Cornwall to Northumberland. Even here, the pattern can vary. Children may attend middle school from 8 to 12 or from 9 to 13. They then transfer to secondary schools a year or two after the usual age of 11. All this can be confusing and very inconvenient for families who have to move from one area to another. Your present education office would give you information about the system which operates in the area you're moving to. But beyond that, you must grin and bear it. Regional Differences Scotland The Scots have rightly been proud of their system of education and their well-known academies catered for many kind of pupil long before the creation of comprehensive schools. So in Scotland, the comprehensive pattern of secondary education has taken hold without too much difficulty. There are some important differences, though, between the scheme of things on either side of the border, and it's important to know about these if your job is likely to take you up north or down south. In Scotland, pupils transfer to secondary school at 12 for four years. A school leaving exam at 16 compares with GCE O levels. For pupils who stay on at school, further exams are taken after one year only, often in four or five subjects. These form the basis for university entrance. Some pupils stay on for sixth year and take higher exams or a certificate of sixth year studies. Scotland has its own education acts and the local pattern of education is worked out by education authorities and local head teachers. Northern Ireland has many more selective rather than 
comprehensive schools. There are also a good number of schools with church connections. Wales, England and Wales have a uniform pattern of secondary education with a large number of comprehensive schools. Change to secondary school at the age of 11 is still the usual pattern of schooling. You heard Anupam on Adventist World Radio talk about education. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathways of your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Psalms 32.8 Going further in our program, how many of you love to hear something from nature? Today we have Deepa talk about Reflections Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and holied it. Exodus 28-11 Reflections in nature are so beautiful. I enjoy going out beside a beautiful lake and just sitting there and watching the beautiful reflections. As I notice the beautiful mountains or trees or grass or wildlife in the reflections of the lake, it naturally makes me think of a mirror. And that helps me to remember many things. As a stranger, I used to go up to Yosemite National Park with my parents. We enjoyed camping, so we went often. Several times during our camping trip, I would hike up to Mirror Lake to see if I could see famous half-dome mirrored in the lake, as well as some of the other rock formations. I would hope for a smooth lake and many times got what I had hoped for. The reflection reminded me of the rock Jesus. When I would remember what he said in many places in the Bible, I would reflect on his word. The only commandment where he said to remember, to reflect back on his creation and what he had done was the fourth commandment. Jesus said to reflect back, to remember what had been done on that day and what was not to be done on that day. It is difficult for a Christian to look at a reflection of some object of nature and not think of God's creation. I enjoy going to one of our youth camps. From a seat on a bench in the campfire bowl, I can sit and watch the sun go down and reflect on God's love. He wants to keep our lives alight with His word and love until Jesus comes. Ask God this morning to continually allow you to reflect back on what He has done for you. Thank you Deepa for being on our program. Keep listening to Adventist World Radio for more such programs. If you want to know more about our broadcast, you could also write to us on our address. Our mailing address is Adventist World Radio Post Box Number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra, India Here's a song by the heritage singers Had It Not Been
couldn't find one willing to be. song on Adventist World Radio the voice of hope for all for our thought today we have Richard Wilson 
talk from God's word on the topic better than the Jonas's. Most people think they do a better job of keeping the Bible's 10 commandments than their neighbors do. At least that's what a poll conducted by Family Circle magazine suggests. 64% of the people contacted in this survey claimed that they didn't use profanity. But these same people said they thought only 15% of their neighbors didn't swear. And percentages for many of the other commandments were similar. Honoring parents, 95% versus 49%. Not committing adultery, 86% versus 45%. Not stealing, 90% versus 54%. And not coveting, 76% versus 23%. kind of a pessimistic view of society it reminds me of what i heard about keeping crabs you don't have to cover the box to put them in because when whenever one starts to climb out the others will pull it back down with them but bad as it may be to regard other people so poorly the worst problem here is the unrealistic picture people have of themselves in what amounts to be a verbal cartoon jesus squared this squared view he asked why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye i think we compare ourselves to our neighbors to assess our standing then of course the worse they are doing the better we look maybe this habit starts in school when teachers grant us grades to our standing in the class but god won't grade us on that curve when he decides who's going to get eternal life he won't compare us to our neighbors and pick the best of the lot his standard is much more objective than that james wrote that we will be evaluated in terms of god's law jesus made this point once to a young man who asked what good thing he must do to get eternal life Before Jesus identified the good thing he pointedly said there is only one who is good then he added that to have eternal life one must obey the commandments like the people in the survey this young man thought he was doing that pretty well he said that he had kept them all but he apparently felt uneasy about his spiritual condition because he asked what do i still lack Jesus replied If you want to be perfect go sell your possession and give to the poor You see one of the things Jesus emphasized was that to meet God's standard We must go beyond the letter of the law to its spirit We must not only refrain from killing we must not even hate We must not only avoid adultery we must not even lust The essential spirit of the law Jesus said calls us to love God supremely and to love our neighbors as we do ourselves that's why when god judges us he examines how we've treated other people and not how we've treated the well positioned or well off from whom we can expect to get something back but the poor and the down and out who can't do anything for us in return that's the pretty high standard too high in fact which was exactly what jesus disciples thought when they heard what he said the bible says they asked him 
who then can be saved according to apostle paul no one at least on the basis of their good deeds we have already made charge he wrote that the jews and gentiles alike are all under sin as it is written there is no one righteous not even one there is no one who does good not even one jesus didn't leave us hopeless however he replied to his disciples in an intimation of the good news the gospel he said with man this is impossible but with god all things are possible paul explained it further but now a righteousness from god apart from the law has been made known this righteousness from god comes through faith in jesus christ to all who believe it is by grace you have been saved through faith he wrote in another place and this not from yourself it is a gift of god not by works so that no one can boast so there's no use in comparing ourselves to our neighbors it certainly won't recommend us to god his standard is the 10 commandments and that's a standard that condemns us all those who get eternal life get it through god's grace as a gift does that mean that the 10 commandments no longer serve a purpose not at all as paul wrote in the first place the commandments work like a mirror they show us our needs of god's grace by making our spiritual faults apparent and we need that perspective not only to bring us to christ in the first place but also to keep us connected to him second god's law tells us what's important to him what he values and what he values is love now love can be rather amorphous mushy concept as many people think it is simply having a warm and fuzzy feeling towards everyone else but the 10 commandment gives us a love skeleton an objective a definable shape they tell us that loving god means giving him first place in our lives and reserving time in for him weekly and they tell us that loving other people means not killing not stealing not committing adultery and so forth if we trust god we'll carry this ideal in our hearts and orient our lives towards it not to go one up on our neighbors not to rack up points with the cosmic judge but because we've come to agree with our heavenly father once for our world and most importantly because we care about what matters to him thank you richard wilson for being in our program sing to the lord all earth proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day first chronicles 16:23 
this we come to the close of our program. To know more regarding God's word, do write to us at Adventist World Radio, Post Box number 17, Pune, 411001, Maharashtra, India. That is Adventist World Radio, Post Box number 17, Pune, 411001. 001 Maharashtra India I'm Natasha I am Sharad signing off from the Adventist World Radio Until then we wish you goodbye and God bless you